Hi guys, Rob here, podcast editor for EveryMind. In this podcast, Paul shares practical advice on how HR can support their managers and as a result, improve mental well-being across teams in the organisation. He also gives insight into what managers should be doing to support their team's well-being and how it fits into a wider well-being strategy. If you want to access our free managers online toolkit, then click the link in the description. If you think EveryMind at Work can help your business, then head over to everymindatwork.com. If you found this episode valuable, don't forget to share with a friend and leave us a five-star review on iTunes. And as ever, enjoy the show. So let's jump in because there's so much that we need to be going through. Um, I'm Paul, the founder of everymindatwork.com, and I've been in this space for, I'd say, about six years now, five or six years. I'm lose track of time. And what I mean by in this space, I mean talking about mental health. Um, I started off by sharing my own story via a blog post that went on the Huffington Post and a couple of other places. And then that sort of transpired into me doing more stuff on social media and more public speaking and more talks in schools and in workplaces before I started Every Mind at Work a couple of years ago. Um, And for me, this is a a real personal reason why I do the work that I do today. If you've been on these sessions before, you might know my story. I sadly lost my dad to suicide when I was 18 years old. It was a suicide that was very out of the blue, that was very unexpected. And I grew up never believing that mental illness would impact me, right? I grew up believing that I didn't even have mental health and I didn't have to talk about it. Um, But yeah, so that was a real sort of changing point for me before I went on my own journey of depression, anxiety and struggling to deal with that grief. Um, And it took me a long time to even talk to one person about it. I just want to make that clear. It took me about three or four years to talk to one person, but that one person was a therapist an amazing lady called Anne. And 10 years on from that moment, I feel more open and more comfortable to talk about that journey to try and help other people, whether that be HR professionals, whether that be managers, whether that be employees, whether that be students at school, whatever it is. Um, I feel like with mental health, we've really neglected just how human (laughs) mental health is and that we all have our own stories and it's important that we share it. So one thing that we really stand by when it comes to every mind at work is that personal experience and a lot of the work that we do leans on that because I think it's massively important. So really looking forward to delivering this session to you today. Now if you've joined these sessions before, can I get a yes if you've joined these sessions before? Just give me a yes in the chat box if you've been on these sessions. You know that we bring the free stuff, right? You know we bring the free stuff every single month. Um, I've got to say, my, my team are amazing at doing this. Every single month we think about what can we do in terms of providing value to you guys. Um, mental health is, is a high priority, but equally I'm sure if you're a busy HR professional, you've also got so many other plates that you're juggling. So one thing that we try and make sure that we do with every session every single month is give you as much value as we possibly can. So free last month was a free five-day financial health check for your employees. What we did is we teamed up with Lloyd McGee, if you remember that session, and we created five videos, a series of five videos that walks your employees through a journey of them getting on top of their finances and improving their financial well-being. And we shared that link with you last session. If you do want that link, I'm sure I'm putting Sam on the spot here. Um, Sam might pop that link into the chat box now. There you go. Look, he's ahead of me. He's ahead of me. Um, Cheers, Sam. So that free link is there for you if you want to use that yourself or share that with your employees. That's something that we did with the last session. This session, got some more free stuff. I feel like we've over-delivered this session as well. What we're giving away this session, if you stay to the end, we're going to let you know a little bit more about it and we'll send it out to you tomorrow, is a free manager's toolkit. Essentially what this is, is can you provide your managers with more support? 
And what we've done is we've created a complete toolkit that takes a lot of our resources, a lot of our free stuff, puts it into the one place that you can share with your managers as a toolkit. So in that toolkit, you're going to see different exercises, you're going to get different information, ways that they can support their team, ways they can support themselves as managers as well. And this toolkit is going to be sent to you, as I said, use it as you wish, share it with your managers, share it with your team, whatever you want to do. Um, We are going to send that all to you for attending this session today. And like I say, I'll let you know a little bit more about what is in that toolkit at the end of this session today. So free stuff done. What I'm going to ask you now, because again, this is really starting to become more of a community and we really want to hear from you in terms of what the sessions are going to be looking at. So before we get started in today's session, looking at how we can support managers, put in the chat box, what would you like to see us discuss in future sessions? So we run a session every single month. What topic would you like to see us discuss in future sessions? Just put it in the chat box now and we're going to take some of those suggestions, see what the most popular answers are. And then, of course, we are going to try and create some free resources and some content around them too. Damien says we all love freebies, right? We all love freebies, right? Whether it's free stuff being handed out to us or whatever. We all love free stuff, especially when you're a busy, busy, busy employee, HR professional, um, you always, always love free stuff. We all need that extra support as well. So we've got motivation, we've got mindfulness, we've got how to get managers buy-in. Vicky, we definitely did a session on that as well, so drop me an email, I'll give you my email at the end of this and we'll send you that. How to encourage people to speak up about their mental health, how to spot issues with employees' mental health remotely, dealing with difficult conversations, neurodiversity, Okay, lots and lots coming in here as well. So what we're going to do is collate all of those up and we're going to create some more free stuff for you. And that will really dictate the sessions that we look at in the near future too. Good stuff. So in this webinar, guys, you're going to get practical advice on how HR can support their managers and as a result, improve mental well-being across teams. We're also going to be sharing some insight into what managers should be doing to support their team's well-being and how that fits into a wider well-being strategy. I'm going to highlight for you the strategy that we use with 100 plus organizations and how that fits in when it comes to supporting our managers in today's session. And then, of course, as I've already mentioned, you're going to get free online well-being resources that you can directly share with your managers, your employees. You're going to get access to that free manager mental health toolkit. As well, um, like Sam says, if you want any more information on those specific resources, my email is there. If you want to reach out now before you forget, so there's going to be a lot that we're going to go through in today's session. Equally, as we always say, use that chat box to share some of the ideas that you've already done, share some of the initiatives that you might have already launched, some of the challenges that you faced, and I'm sure there's some people that might be able to help you alongside me here today. Now, I want to sort of take it back a little bit to four years ago. Four years ago, I delivered a talk to an organization in London. I live about 45 minutes from London. And this was at a time before Every Mind at Work. Every Mind at Work didn't exist at this time. But I was going into organizations and I was doing talks on mental health. And and those talks essentially looked like I would go in and I would spend maybe an hour in front of some of their employees sharing my own story of my dad, how it was a shock to me, how I never expected it to happen to us as a family. Then talking about my own battles with that grief and my own battles with depression and anxiety. But then going into the more practical stuff of, as an employee, how can you support yourself? How can you proactively support yourself? And then also, how can you support others, right? How can we have more confidence to have more conversations? And I left this organization, this particular organization, because I'd done a few before this as well. And I remember thinking to myself, I think I'm becoming a tick box. (laughs) 
don't know if any of you can relate to that. I think I'm becoming a tick box. What I meant by that was I was going into organizations and doing talks and I could see the impact. I could see employee share. I could see the shock on everyone's face when an employee shared because they never had any idea that that employee potentially had been struggling with their mental health. The feedback from HR, the feedback from the organization was always amazing. But it was almost like, well, we've had Paul in to do a talk this year, so we're done. Tick. What are we going to do next year? And I kind of left a little bit disheartened and thinking to myself, if we're actually going to make change to workplace mental health, we have to take a different approach to it. And what I mean by that is when this comes from a place of my dad, right? This is a very purpose-driven sort of reason why I'm sat here today. And I thought to myself, if an organization proactively did more for their mental health when my dad was working, right? My dad was an engineer. If his organization did more, would I be sat here talking about it today? I don't think I would. Because again, when it came to the approach that my dad's organization took, It was the same approach that many organizations still take today, which is reactive. And that drawing just highlights that. It's a terrible drawing, guys. One thing I'm not good at is drawing, right? Um, The sick man, everything else, right? Um, Damien, you agree. Hopefully you agree that the drawing's terrible. Um, When we're looking at this drawing, what we've got here is the bottom part of this drawing is the employees in crisis. So let's take an organization of, let's say, 500 people. At this point... (laughs) It's fine, Damon. I know it sucks. Um, When we're looking at this end point, organizations essentially were saying, well, we know the handful of employees that are struggling with their mental health, right? We know the handful of employees that are struggling with their mental health. Now, the reason why they knew is because those employees were almost in a critical stage to talk openly about how they're struggling. And then when you look at an organization of 500 and maybe you've only got five that have come forward and said they're really struggling or they're not able to come to work because of how much they're struggling, doesn't seem like a massive issue five out of 500 right but what they started to forget was every employee every 500 you know all 500 employees within that business have mental health right that's science they all have mental health they're all dealing with it they're all managing it and there's so many of them that don't want to talk about it there's so many of them that are struggling that might end up in that crisis point but we will have literally no idea of anyone struggling right And that essentially became something that I started to develop more and more and more of. And it became the DNA of what we do here at Every Mind at Work. Now, when we're looking at managers here today, and when I share some of the tips in just a minute, the three P's is a really important part of that. And when it comes to a really important part of that, what I mean by that is without promote, provide, protect, training our managers and supporting our managers becomes more difficult. To give you an example of that, protect. Protect for me is an employee assistance program, right? Um, Again, I'm kind of generalizing here, but if you say we have mental health covered because we have an employee assistance program, I think you haven't got it covered, right? What you're essentially saying is we have an employee assistance program if an employee is in crisis and they need that support. But you're avoiding the fact that we're trying to help employees that might be struggling with their mental health and we have no idea if they're struggling or not because they haven't accessed that EAP, right? The next stage that we then started to see was mental health first aiders. And again, very much a reactive first aid sort of approach in a lot of cases. But then managers started to become trained. There's so many organizations, and you might have done it before, trained managers and spent a huge amount of money and invested a huge amount of time training managers when it came to mental health. But without tackling promote, without tackling the stigma, is that going to change much? And what I mean by that is, let's say Sam's my manager. Sam's my manager and Sam's been trained on mental health. 
Is that going to change the fact that I don't want to talk to Sam because I feel judged as an employee that none of my other colleagues are talking about their mental health? So is that going to change much of the relationship between me and Sam just because he's been put on a mental health training course, right? So again, when we're looking at it, this is why all three stages are so important and managers can play a huge part in all of these three stages too. And in this session today, we really want to break that down. But these three P's are the DNA of everything that we do at Every Mind at Work because when it comes to mental health in the workplace, it's so, so important. No judgment from Sam, of course not. So let's look at the promote side of it first. When it comes to promote, how can managers create a healthy working environment and remove as many workplace stresses as possible? So as HR professionals, what can we do to really support managers when it, can, when it comes to them trying to remove those workplace stresses, to be able to create more of, a, um, a more of an open environment, chip away at that stigma, that culture, right? And stigma and culture is so, so important and often so ignored. And before I move on and give you the tips when it comes to promote, I want to just do a quick example of stigma and how it still exists, right? I might have done this before. When it comes to stigma, we see awareness increasing. More people are talking about mental health. And so many people say, well, loads of people are talking about mental health now. The awareness is great. You know, we don't need to tackle stigma anymore, right? Now, let me do this as an example. When I say the word mental, be honest, put in the chat box what comes to your mind. What's the first word that you associate with the word mental? Just put it in the chat box. Just want to do a quick little example. Enough said, right? Yes, awareness is increasing. That does not change for the first 18 years of my life. For the first, whatever, 25 years of my life, I was still taught and fed by the media that the word mental meant that I was crazy. And then when people were telling me, you need to talk about your mental health, Paul, I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to talk about that because I'm crazy. People are going to judge me. People are going to label me as crazy, right? The number one association that people have with that word is the word crazy. We've got different people and different associations with it, right? But yes, we're talking about mental health more, but that does not just revert all of the old conditioning, all of the lack of education, all of the lack of research overnight, right? So this is how, how important this is. So let me give you some tips when it comes to promote. Here's what you can do. Ensure that managers understand the sources of stress at work. Education in this promote stage, I think, is so important. Stigma typically arises because of fear and lack of education, in my opinion. So ensuring that managers understand the sources of work, sources of stress at work. So, for example, again, if a manager is trained on spotting signs or if a manager has had some basic training on mental health, but they can't monitor work demands, then again, that has a massive impact on their team's mental health. Role clarity is also something that is really important in this stage. Have any recent changes been adequately discussed and are they fully understood? A level of control. Are managers given that reasonable control over how they structure their workload for their teams too? Right? Again, contributing to the goal of reducing stigma surrounding mental health in the workplace. Is the environment that managers are creating with their teams allowing their team to step forward and say, I need some support, I need some extra help. One of the biggest challenges that we see with a lot of the work that we do is, firstly, when it comes to vulnerability in the workplace, a lot of us struggle to be vulnerable in the workplace. You know, when I first entered the workplace, I was told by my manager, Paul, leave your personal rubbish at home. Don't bring it into work with you, right? Leave that baggage at home. You don't bring that to work with you. When you come to work, you work. 
So we're basically being conditioned and educated that we spend a third of our life at work. However, when we're at work, we can't be ourselves. We can't be human. We've got to be, you know, always, always performing. So that makes it hard for us to even talk about our mental health in the first place. So as a manager, what can we do as HR professionals and what can we do as businesses to give managers the almost tools to be able to create that more open environment for their employees as well? Relationships, does the individual have supportive relationships with colleagues? And at the same time, is there a mechanism for feedback if employees wish to do this anonymously? Again, a lot of the work that we do, we focus on it being anonymous simply for the reason that a lot of people struggle um, to talk quite openly about mental health because of that judgment too. Now also as well, another tip that's really important is reducing the stigma by normalizing mental health conversations in the workplace and creating a safe, positive work environment. When it comes to this in particular, managers can be equipped with tools, but if they cannot reduce the stigma by normalizing those conversations, as I mentioned before, it makes it very hard for employees in their team to share with them how they're potentially feeling. And that is so, so hard. Like, again, give me a yes in the chat box. If you've ever wore a mask and you've pretended that you're okay, but you're not, and you want to talk to someone, but you don't feel like you can, right? And again, when I was really struggling and I was still in the workplace, I had an opportunity to talk to my line manager. I had a big opportunity to talk to my line manager who had been, you know, who was really, he was a nice guy and he knew everything that had gone on. But I still didn't talk to him. I still didn't mention how I was feeling to him because I just thought to myself, no one else in this organization is talking about their mental health. No one else in this organization is being honest about how they feel. And if I tell my manager now that I'm really struggling and I'm struggling to deal with what I'm struggling and dealing with, and I want to go for that job promotion three months later, I'm not getting it. I am not getting it because he will remember that and he will give it to someone else, right? So the easiest thing that I did back then, and it was the worst thing that I did back then, was I didn't talk to him about it. I thought, I'll deal with this on my own. And dealing with it on your own just gets you deeper and deeper into that hole. And a lot of people can agree with that statement as well, right? Um... So when it comes to reducing the stigma, we need to try and create, you know, try and give the tools to managers to be able to feel like they can simply listen and have supportive conversations with, um, with their employees, with their team. And we've got an Everymind Champion course, which we'll share a link to as well. And that's part of the manager's toolkit. It's a one hour e-learning course that's completely free that managers can go through. And that really helps them understand mental health a bit more, helps them know how to listen and how to um, walk through a conversation with one of their team. And again, we'll include that in the manager's toolkit because that's a really important part of this stage here. Personal experiences is so important as well, whether directly or indirectly, because that can give employees more confidence to do the same, making it okay to share and be vulnerable without fear or repercussions as well. One of the greatest things I've seen businesses do and specifically senior leaders do is let's, let's show that they're human beings. Yes, they're your manager. Yes, they might be senior in the business, but they're human beings with mental health challenges that we all experience, right? They're, they're dealing with stress, they're dealing with overwhelm, they're dealing with pressure, they're dealing with potential grief that they might have been going through. They're all human beings at the end of the day, right? And, and again, you know, you guys in HR, I can see a couple of things in the comments there, you know, who's HR for HR, right? When it comes to that, we have to make sure that we understand that everyone's a human being. And personal experience is a really key way of doing that. Vulnerability. When I come into an organization, I share my story, it creates vulnerability, and then that might encourage one, two, three, five, ten, however, many employees to feel, you know what, I can be vulnerable too. Here's someone who's shown vulnerability, I now feel safe within this environment to be vulnerable too. 
Now, let's say two of them then say, I want to be vulnerable, and they share their story. Those two employees can then encourage five, 10, 15, however many more employees to do the same. And very quickly, that vulnerability is contagious. More and more people feel like they can share. And personal experience is a really key way of being able to tackle that stigma too. So can we encourage our managers to share their personal experiences in a way that they feel comfortable? They don't have to stand on a stage in front of everyone and share their story. Can they write a post for a newsletter? Can they share a little something? You know, can they just anonymously post something? Whatever they feel comfortable in the way that they do it, but getting them to champion this is really important. Psychological safety and building trust can be powerful in changing culture as well. And managers can take tangible actions, which could include well-being check-ins. So we're seeing more organizations implement or well-being check-ins as part of their normal check-ins as well. Participation in employee forums, focus groups to improve these conversations. Taking proper action on the back of engagement surveys and communicating these plans. And again, meaningful performance reviews as well. So really, when we're looking at this, managers just need to be a bit more confident and a bit more comfortable with normalizing and having more conversations around mental health at work too. So really, when it comes to the promote stage, it's often the stage that gets forgotten about. It's often the stage that gets overlooked. And also as well, it's often the stage that people don't want to tackle because it's such a big, big challenge, right? But you have to start somewhere. So there's a couple of tips that you can obviously use. And like I say, the Champions course is a great way to start that. And we'll be sharing that too. Now I want to move on to provide and give you two tips as well of how we can support managers in this section here too. Provide is very much about supporting individuals' reactions to stress and learning how to manage it as well. Now when it comes to provide, it's providing employees and managers, sorry, with the signs to look out for. So again, when it comes to mental health challenges amongst our colleagues, how do we know if they're struggling without them verbalizing it? It's very invisible. I'll give a good example. You know, I met um, the team yesterday. I haven't shared this actually. I'll, I'll put myself in a vulnerable situation right now. I met the team yesterday and I haven't met half of them in person, right? Um, Emily, who's here, like Emily's been working with us for about a year and I've, I've never ever met Emily um, in person. And I was late, typically, and I walked in 20 minutes late and um, they were all sitting there, right? They're all sitting there and it was really strange because it was like all these Zoom faces had come to life. And I remember probably walking in and being a bit confident saying, hey, how are you? How are you? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. But none of my team knew what was going on in here, right? None of my team knew about potentially the anxiety that I was feeling leading up to that, the worry about what does this person think of me, you know, I'm late, I haven't really shown a good sort of example. No one knew what was going on there. But equally, I remember them thinking about my team. I can't read their mind either. I don't know how they're feeling. I don't know um, how they're feeling about that situation too. So really, when we're looking at the invisibility of, of mental health, without us creating that open culture and that community for you know my team to talk about their mental health, I'm never going to know unless I can obviously spot the signs and know those signs. So knowing the signs and spotting the signs is really important when it comes to being a manager. So working extra hours, either voluntary or asking for overtime, you know, what's the reason for this? Is this something that we just take lightly or is this something that might be questionable from a manager point of view? Again, something that we can educate them with. Complaints around workload, is it too much for one person? Has the individual changed their stance or has the workload increased? Again, these are all signs that we can start to spot as managers. And again, it's educating our managers with these signs. Not taking holidays or proper breaks. I know this is um, more common now than I think it's ever been. This can be another sign of feeling overwhelmed, 
feeling like a holiday is impossible to arrange, feeling like they've got too much work. If they go away, they're going to get behind. Again, not taking those proper breaks and not taking those holidays is a potentially another sign that they're leading um, to burnout. See, Laura says, like, what is a lunch break? All right. Um, again, I'm sure a lot of us can relate to that. Making mistakes or submitting work of a lower standard could show lack of concentration, not thinking clearly. Absenteeism. If levels increasing, again, are there other issues that could be addressing this? And then the potential typical signs of mental health issues, change in appearance, behavior, tiredness, mood changes, difficulty concentrating, withdrawal. And a lot of managers forget this because there's no one size fits all approach here. You know, every employee is different and we have to understand every employee as much as we possibly can. And I think one of the biggest challenges, this is just my personal opinion, one of the biggest challenges that we have with managers is a lot of managers become managers because they're good at their job where they've been in an organization for a long time. They don't become managers because they're good at being people managers, right? I don't know if any of you can relate to that or any of you agree with that. But for me, I see it happen a lot where, you know, potentially a manager might be promoted because they're good at their job or they might be promoted because they've been in an organization for a long time. But I know from the role that I'm now taking, being a manager is very much about being a good people manager. And being a good people manager is being able to understand people, being able to have potentially that emotional intelligence and self-awareness to be able to understand your team and help them in an individual way. There's no kind of, as we say, one size fits all approach here that they can take. So there's signs that they can look out for. And again, what we can do is educate them with those signs. So again, a big part of that manager toolkit, there's stuff in there that can help you with that as well. And then it's also living and breathing well-being initiatives as leaders too. So role modeling those positive behaviors, ensuring activities are values, um, values-driven and purpose-led. You know, as a manager myself, if I'm emailing people out of hours and my employees see an email coming on a Saturday, I'm sure for some of them, they might feel like, oh, maybe I need to reply to that. Again, so it's kind of making sure that we're leading by example as managers. We're working flexibly. We're potentially giving them the heads up that I might email you on weekends. I do not expect an email back. Just when it's fresh in my mind, I might email you, right? Or I might want to write an email out and schedule it up so it goes out on Monday morning. Encouraging switch off time, downtime to promote that sensible work-life balance. And again, if managers show that it's okay to work flexibly, they trust empowerment is key to getting the work down, then again, it's a good message to land and focusing on outputs, not hours work. So really what we're trying to get across here is the best way of leading, I think, a team is by how, you, how you're showing up, right? And the example that I use is, is being a dad. And I know this is a very different example, but I feel very guilty sometimes going for my hour run in the morning or my hour walk in the morning. I feel very guilty sometimes for getting up early and reading my book or doing a job you know, probably longer hours than I should because it's a very purpose-driven reason. And I think to myself, should I be spending more time with my two boys, right? Should I be spending more time with my kids? But I think as a parent, one of the best advice that I got was teach your, teach your kids by what you do, not by what you say. Teach your kids by what you do and not by what you say. And I think, again, this really sort of translates back into the workplace. If I'm a manager and I'm trying to get people to take those lunch breaks and focus on their well-being and make sure that they're not burning out, and I'm a manager, you know, working every single hour of the day and I'm not focusing on myself, I'm not really leading the way. So, again, it's really encouraging that upon our managers to make sure that they're taking that time out as well. 
I'm also keeping a close eye on the chat box and there's so much coming in guys which I wish I can get to and I'm sure we're going to get to a lot of these at the end of the session too um, and I know Sam is jumping into some of these too but it's amazing to see the community that we're creating here as well. Then finally protect. How can managers minimize the damaging consequences of stresses? This is a really really important one because I think with managers and potentially with you guys in HR if you are a HR professional as well a lot of us have a lot of fear around what do we do if someone's struggling? You know, I, I, I have the same fear. I had the same fear too. What do we do if someone's struggling? So when it comes to protect, what can we do to help support our managers with that specific stage? And it's ensuring managers know their boundaries. For a manager to support their team or support someone in their team that might have come forward and they said they're really struggling with their mental health right now, it's understanding and getting managers to realize that they can only do so much. You know, they're not um, qualified therapists. It's not the aim of what we're trying to create here. We're not trying to transfer all of our management into qualified therapists. What we are trying to get them do, to do is, as we say, create that safe environment, lead by example, really sort of share personally and create that sort of safe culture around their team. But more importantly, get them to realize that it's not their responsibility to solve that person's problems if they're struggling. They're not expected to be experts. They're not expected to fix mental health issues. They need to be given the confidence to have conversations about mental health, but equally know where their responsibility ends. Again, when you're doing this, it reduces that, that guilt, that burden, that responsibility is when those boundaries are clear. And again, they must know where to signpost. This for me, and a lot of the work that we've done with managers in the past, is a real sort of challenge because if I don't feel confident that I know what to do with an employee that's struggling, you know what I'm doing? I'm not having any conversations. I'm not going there. I don't want to go into that messy situation where I don't really know what to do if someone starts to talk to me about how they feel. So I'm not even broaching that subject. Or when I say to my colleague in a one-on-one -on -one, how are you and they say you know what yeah I'm fine I'm like, okay let's move on and I want to avoid the potential issue that I feel like there might be something going on so if I'm confident that as a manager I know it's not my responsibility I know that I can potentially help this person as their manager but I know the places that I can signpost them to to really get them the help that they deserve am I going to be more confident to have more conversations with my team of course I am so again, this is where it's really important to making sure that our managers are equipped to know their boundaries and know where their responsibility ends. And then arming managers with the information they need to signpost employees to that specialist support. So do your managers know about your employee assistance program that you might have? Do your managers know about the wellbeing initiatives that you've invested in or that you've spent time creating? Do your managers know the escalation protocols within the business as well? Your managers are aware of the many signposts and helplines, the local support groups that are on offer you know, nearby as well. If they're not, then they need to be. And it could be a simple, and I've seen lots of people do it, sort of business card sort of shape. And again, on that business card or on that card, it has all of the information of the internal signposts and options, but potentially some external ones too. In the EveryMind app, again, in the EveryMind app, we have, we embed all of your internal um, suggestions. So we have your employee assistance program built into the app. We have your mental health first aiders built into the app. We have whatever they need there for them on their phone. But equally, then we have other support to tech services, telephone lines, local services as well. So it's all there on their phone. So again, it's making it readily available for them rather than a manager having to hunt through the internet and a million emails to find the number for them to signpost to. Again, could be mental health first aiders, champions, whatever it is, making sure they're aware 
of those signposts and protocols within your business, I think is really, really important as well. Encouraging managers to potentially become wellbeing champions, mental health first aiders, joining team meetings, introducing themselves, leading with vulnerability is massively important as well. And then if managers are trained in dealing with conflict, having difficult conversations, um, again, it's really sort of focusing on that sort of, I guess you can say, if they've got the right training, if they've got the right support, then they're going to be more confident to have more conversations with their team, right? And again, I'm just seeing what um, Karen said. And there's a couple of questions I'm going to come back to as well when we go to questions. But it's really looking at promote, provide, protect. If we just train them and we ignore it, then again, we're not embedding this into our organization. We have to look at promote, provide, protect and really sort of look at how all three areas are massively important too. So just to recap on that, because I know there's been a lot that we've gone through. And um, we'll be sort of sharing some sort of, we'll share a replay out as well after this if you want to go for it as well, if you're um, feeling like there's too much that's being thrown at you. But looking at the recap, when it comes to the promote stage, it's ensuring that managers understand the sources of stress at work. And it's also allowing them to reduce the stigma by normalizing mental health conversations in the workplace, creating that safe, positive environment. When it comes to provide, it's getting them to know what signs to look out for and getting them to live and breathe well-being initiatives as a leader as well themselves. And then finally, when it comes to protect, it's ensuring managers know their boundaries and it's arming them with the information they need to signpost employees to that specialist support as well. So hopefully you can now start to see that believing that just putting your managers through a workshop and then saying, tick, we've trained our managers, is not going to have the same impact as focusing on all of these key areas, right? Again, you can do that and you might equip them with the right sort of tools that they might need depending on the workshop. However, it's embedding this into the business. It's making sure that managers, as we say, are focusing on these three pillars themselves. They understand it, they're driving it themselves. Because when we're looking at the manager structure, when we're looking at why this is important, you might have heard of it before, top-down, train your managers, all employees underneath that. If they feel supported, it's gonna be great. You know, that's a very simplistic way of looking at it. But it's also very complicated and it's also very difficult to be able to create that immediate impact. But focusing on these key areas, guys, if you can take that away as HR professionals to try and encourage your managers to look at these specific areas can really, really start to create more positive change in your environment and in your workplace as well. And as we've already mentioned, you're going to get access to your manager's mental health toolkit. These are complete resources as well um, when it comes to stuff that you can share with your managers that look at all of these three areas. In the promote stage, guys, this is all going to be free. We're going to give it to you. In the promote stage, you're going to get access to the EveryMind Champion course. It's a free interactive online mental health course that they can take in their own time, on their phones, on their laptops, wherever they want to do. They can go through it um, in different sort of bite-sized videos and different chunks. They haven't got to set a lot of, side of time, a lot of time aside to do this but what it's actually going to provide them with is giving them the the tools the ability to provide that peer support um giving them the sort of education on how they can raise awareness in the in the workplace how they can potentially share their own experiences but it also goes through in a lot more detail how they can support their own mental health how they can lead in that way but also how they can spot signs support their team, know where their responsibility ends. We look at something called Ask, Listen, Signpost. This is a complete um, free course that they'll get access to as well. Um, and again, this is something that we're going to be giving you in the manager's toolkit. In the provide stage, they're going to get access 
to the video series, the free financial health check video series in this PDF that we'll send you guys that you can share with your managers. They can literally click that button and it will take them to that um, video series and they can share that with their team. At the same time, we're going to give them a guide on how to minimize employee anxiety when it comes to the return to work. And we're also going to give them another guide, which is getting back into routine when returning to work as well. So we're giving you some more sort of free stuff in this manager's toolkit as well more stuff. We're going to give you the wheel of life. If you guys were on that session, it's a really, really good exercise that managers can do themselves. But at the same time, it's something they can share with their team to do, to find those key areas and get them to understand their teams a little bit more as well. We're also going to give you the values exercise. It's a good exercise. Again, they can do with their teams to better understand their teams, what their values are, how they can support them. And then also as well, a guide on anxiety, returning to work and what they can do as managers as well. Protect, we are going to give them a brand new, and this is awesome, like this is amazing, I, I've got to say so myself, um, Everyone at Work Mental Health Support Directory. What this is, is this isn't just a list of numbers. Like there are so many, I've seen it so many times, it's, it's numbers, right? And that can be quite daunting for some people. What this directory is, it's a detailed PDF that not only shows you where you can get support, it walks you through step by step what you need to do to get that support. So for example, there are Anxiety UK is a great charity and they provide a lot of free counselling. If I go on Anxiety UK's website, I've got no idea how to find that, right? What this directory does is step by step walks you through, go to here, do this, do this, apply here, etc, 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 right? So what it's actually doing is providing you as HR with a really good toolkit that you can use yourself, but also managers. If their employees are struggling, they can look through this directory, find the relevant support that might be suitable in that situation. And not only will it say, this is the signposting option, this is the number, this is what you can gain access to, but it walks them through step by step exactly what they need to do, the process they need to follow to be able to get that support as well. Um, so you, they get that completely free and then the guide as well, how to take action when you think someone is in crisis. So again, it's a really simple sort of guide they can download of if someone's in crisis, I'm a manager, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Um, they get that completely free too. There's a lot, guys. I've got to give it to my team. I mean, they've, they've brought this. I think this is a home run, and I can see a lot of people saying this looks great. I can't believe they're all free. Um, the reason why they're free, guys, is if I'm honest with you, like I say, we're a very, very purpose driven organization, but equally, I know how stretched you are. Um, what we mean by that is. You know, we're in a community called the HR Ninjas. If you're a HR Ninja, give me a little sort of yes in the chat box. We're in many communities when it comes to HR. And what we see with HR right now is mental health is being put on your shoulders, but so is everything else, right? There's so much stuff that you guys are doing. Now, when it comes to this, what we want to be as your partner with these sessions, whether you partner with us or not, is an extra support service for you. You know, we're the ones that focus on mental health, are always researching it, are always looking at what's working and what's not. And really, we want to provide you with as much support as you possibly can, because as we say, you're busy, busy individuals. But equally, from the conversations I have every single week, I know you're also very, you know, caring, compassionate individuals too. So yeah, this is all completely free and we'll be sending this out to you so you can share it with all of your managers as well. But if you want to take it one step further, what we're also doing is... 
looking at what's been effective for us. So what I mean by that is working with clients and working with organizations. What is it that's been the most effective when it comes to supporting their managers? How can we get managers to be more proactive, accountable, confident around mental health? And what we've actually done is is looked at, as I said, what's been effective and what can we provide to you guys today? And instead of a really long workshop, because with a really long workshop, it becomes hard to tie down managers. It becomes hard to get them to commit to it because of the amount of time that it might take. What we've started to look at is how can we make this the most effective in the time period? It's a lot shorter so we can get more managers equipped in that period of time. And what this session is, is it provides managers with the tools to manage their own mental health, but also manage the the mental health of their team as well, right? And it really is about sort of giving managers within a short session that isn't a huge time commitment for them, isn't a huge investment for you as a business, to really look at how can we provide managers with the right support. And again, lots of organizations will invest in workshops for their managers, which is great, but that typically takes a lot of senior buy-in to be able to get that off the ground and also a lot of managers being um, bought into it as well. With this session, what you get is a 45-minute interactive sessions to help your managers better support themselves and others, and it gives them the confidence to have difficult conversations with their team. It's a session that's focused purely on education, but equally managers are going to walk away with tools and exercises to help them in their role. It's 45 minutes. It's interactive. We use anonymous polling to keep them engaged. It's led by personal experience as well, so it creates that vulnerability straight away, and it's a good way again, from what we've seen of engaging with them. And it also focuses on hybrid working, the impact of remote working on mental health. How as a manager, I might potentially know if one of my colleagues is struggling, even if we're not in the same room, we're not in the same office, we're not really speaking as much as we possibly can as well. Again, when we're looking at this hybrid working approach, there's a big sort of module in this session, how to better support your team, understand where your responsibility starts and ends as a manager, and how we can build resilience and confidence to have those difficult conversations. What we'll also do, guys, with this session is based upon the data that we get from the anonymous polling of how your managers are perceiving mental health, how they're also feeling in terms of um, providing the support for your employees. We're going to get that data, use our business psychologists within our organization and provide you with as much support as we can off the back of that too. Um, The total cost for this session, if you want this session for your managers, this is only for your organization, we'll do it by organization and tailor it to you, is a simple £400. Um, We've put a discount on that. It's a very effective session of engaging with your managers, getting the ball rolling. And as I said, getting some really key data in that session too. And those managers will leave that 45 minute session feeling more confident, feeling more equipped of how they can better support their own mental health and support their team too. So guys, if you want that session specific for your business, which is 400 pounds and we'll organize it, we'll host it, we'll take all of the legwork off of you. You just need to get your managers to um, show up or as many as you possibly can. Then reach out to us um, on that. There is no limit on this. We'll also record it so you can share it with your managers too if you want to. If they couldn't attend, there's no limit on this. Um, as I said, this is a shorter 45-minute session, so we don't limit this at all. Um, guys, if you want to find out more about that, I'm going to give you my email in a minute. And it's £400 if you email within this week, and we'll obviously get that set up. As an organization, we continue to help many, many organizations in terms of their workplace mental health strategy, in terms of the support that we offer, whether it's training, our app, our strategy, our support, the comms that we send them. If you think the free value that we give on these sessions is a lot, our clients get a lot more throughout the whole year in terms of their roadmap, the calendar, the well-being calendar, the amount of free stuff that they can share with their employees. Um, We work with, as I say, many organizations. We help them in very different ways. 
then we're always looking for more organizations to help as well. We are a partner, we're not a service provider. You're gonna hear from us, probably more than you expect to hear from us because we're purpose-driven, we wanna make change. You don't just hear from us 11 and a half months after signing up because you need to pay again, right? We're all about sort of creating that change. As I've already said, it's very purpose-driven. We tailor our approach to every single business, whether it's a session or whether it's the full partnership. And we're there to really save you time, save you resources and improve mental health and support you as much as we possibly can. So guys, if you want to find out more about that session in particular, there's no limit on it. It's £400. It's a it's a very, very powerful session for your um, managers in particular. Just drop me an email. Sam has put my email, but again, he's going to put it up in just a minute. Paul M at everymindatwork.com. Paul M at everymindatwork.com. If you want to find out more about that session, then just drop me an email now. Say management session or say, Paul, your hair looks great today. Um, tell me more about the management session or say, Paul, your drawing is all full. Tell me more about the management session. Just email me. Just drop me an email. It can be quick, whatever it needs to be. Just whatever. It takes you 30 seconds to do. Um, thanks, Millie. appreciate that. Um, when it comes to this session, if you want to find out more, just include that in the email. I want to find out more about the management session. I want to find out more about that session itself. If you want to find out more about the partnership and other ways that we can help you, if you want to jump on a call with me or one of my colleagues in terms of finding out more about how we help businesses and organizations and how we can potentially tailor our approach to you, same thing again. Just drop me an email, paulm at everymindatwork.com. And again, when we come to it, um, we're also going to be able to let you know a bit more information about how we can help. I can see that we've got some of our clients here. If you are one of our clients, definitely drop a line in the chat box as well. Um, I think it's awesome to see we've got Sandra, who's one of our clients. I can attest to the huge support received by Everymind. We've received so much support and comms to help my team. Um, we've got Karen from GB Ralph Ray, really good to see you here. We've got Karina from Portacabin, really good to see you here. Um, awesome, we've just signed up, so excited. Caroline, really good to see you here. We've got Sarah, um, awesome. So we've got loads of our clients on here as well, which is really, really good to see. Um, just signed up, the launch webinar coming soon, Tina. Yeah, looking forward to working with you guys as well. Awesome stuff. So guys, we're gonna to come to some questions in just a minute. But before we do that, I also wanna highlight that our next session is gonna be on the 13th of October at 1 p.m. 13th of October at 1 p.m. And we're gonna be discussing the menopause and its impact on the workplace. We've got Monique King joining us for this session. Um, she confirmed yesterday, which is amazing. I've known Monique for a good period of time now. Um, you know, she was one of the first talks I delivered to. She works for an organization called Julius Bear, again, one of our clients. But she's gonna be sharing her own personal experience of um, the menopause, how it impacted her. But equally as well, how as an organization, they've done a lot more in terms of it too. Um, so definitely join us for that session. No worries, Joe. Um, join us for that session, guys. That's gonna be the 13th of October at 1 p.m. If you've already signed up to this session, we're gonna let you know of the next session, more information so you don't have to worry about signing up again. Um, so join us for that session. Just quickly, the reason why we've pushed it back a week is for some strange reason, I've decided to run eight marathons in eight consecutive days across eight cities. And the reason why that is, is because the plan is to raise as much awareness and as much, um, as much funds for an amazing charity called Beyond. It was started by a good friend of mine, Johnny Benjamin, who's an MBE. He's got a book called Stranger on the Bridge. And um, Johnny started this charity and it goes, the funds are gonna go to schools. Every Mind at Work is very much about changing the, 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 the workplace and mental health within the, within the workplace, right? But equally, I think it's so important that we look at schools. What can schools do more of to help the next generation of our employees be more equipped to manage their own mental health? And these eight days, eight marathons, 
Yeah, I don't know why I'm doing it. Essentially, when we're looking at it, I start on the 3rd of October. That is the London Marathon Day. However, I'm doing a virtual London Marathon in Glasgow. And then I'm running a marathon every single day in each of these cities all the way through to the 10th of October is World Mental Health Day. So I'm running a marathon a day until World Mental Health Day across those cities. So guys, the reason why I've put that in there is firstly, we are pushing the session back a week because I'm not doing a webinar um, after a marathon. But equally, if you are anywhere near those sessions, same thing again, drop me an email. I'd love to get involved. These are going to be 5K laps. If you want to get your employees involved, if you want to support in any way, um, if you're near any of those cities, please drop me an email. Because like I said, this isn't me just running. This is going to be as many people as we can supporting this um, sort of challenge itself and running 5K laps to raise as much awareness and as much money as we can for children's mental health. Um, so drop me an email, guys, if you want to find out more about that challenge. The reason why that photo there of me and my two boys, and this has given me goosebumps already, is the reason why I'm doing this, the reason why the organization exists, Every Mind at Work, the biggest threat to my life is myself. Statistically, the biggest threat to my life is myself. Suicide's the biggest killer of men under 45 in the UK. Even more scarily, and the reason why I'm doing these ridiculous marathons, is the biggest threat to my two young boys, Teddy and Freddie, as they grow up, is also themselves. The biggest killer of young people in the UK right now is suicide. Like, this is scary, scary, scary stuff. And still we avoid these conversations in the workplace, outside of the workplace. And we need to start shouting more and more about it. So guys, if you want to get involved in any of those um, runs or if you feel like you can um, support us in any way, please do. Because as I say, every mind at work is changing the face of mental health in the workplace. But we're also here to support the next generation um, and support schools and children as well. So guys, thank you so much. If you have a question, please put it in to the chat box. We've got 10 minutes. I love questions. So please share anything in the chat box while we've got some time. If you've got any questions about how you can support your managers, any questions around mental health in the workplace in general, or if there's anything that you need or want to share to see if you can offer some more value to people, then feel free to do so as well. I know there were some questions that came in a bit earlier on. So if you want to um, copy and paste them in again, um, please do. So guys, have you got any questions at all that you want to ask? Um, this has been my first session. I can't tell you how great it's been. Thank you. No worries, Carla. Thank you for joining. Hopefully we'll see you in future sessions as well. Um, need to encourage men in our lives, workplaces to talk, break that boundary 100%. Sam says, remember, you can email me, paulm at everymindatwork.com. So yeah, please email me if you're interested in that management session, if you're interested in the partnership and how we can help you, or if you're just interested in getting involved in those um, eight marathons in any of those cities, please do drop me an email. I love connecting with as many as you as you can. Millie says, how do you empower employees to take ownership of their own well-being? We have an issue where our well-being program is good, but now employees seem to put the responsibility for their well-being onto us as their employer. Really, really, really good question. Again, the way we look at it is very much in the provide stage. It's providing them with the tools, as you've said, to be able to manage mental health themselves, to be able to feel empowered to manage their mental health themselves. I think that the question here, Millie, is, is a hard one to answer because it still comes down to a lot of education. So firstly, getting them to realize the importance of their mental health and them looking after it in a proactive way. So what I mean by that is, again, you know, we're going up against years and years and years of being told to not look after our mental health, 
being told that self-care is a luxury, self-care is not a priority. So it's very hard to still encourage anyone, you know, to, to look after their mental health in a proactive way. I talk about this stuff Monday to Friday and I still sometimes struggle to get up and focus on my mental health because other priorities step in the way. So I think educating them on the real importance of this and something you might have already done before is, is important. But then secondly, I'd also say by the sounds of it, as an employer, there's only so much you can do, right? As long as from an employer point of view, you feel like you're doing as much as you possibly can to educate them, to make them feel empowered, to make them feel equipped, to provide them with that right support and those tools there for them that's at their disposal, then you're doing a lot as an employer. There's still so much outside of their employment that they need to do as individuals as well. Um, so Millie, if you want to find, there's probably some more stuff that you could do that can empower them and, edu- and educate them. So if you do want to reach out, um, let me know and I can, I can try and help. Uh, no worries, guys. Lots of thank yous coming in. Um, resources are great. Thank you. Do you provide anything in different languages? We work across Europe and it would be brilliant for our colleagues in other countries to access them as well. Just um, we don't currently. However, my team are probably cringing right now because if Paul comes up with an idea, it's normally um, more work. But it's probably something that we, we haven't done it and it's probably something that we won't do anytime soon. But it's something that we'll definitely look into. As the organization grows, as we hopefully help more and more people, then we'd be looking at how we can translate this into different languages as well. Uh, it's been my first session. It's been great. Our material is available, suitable for a global team. Nicola, yes, the same sort of thing. Again, a lot of the a lot of the guides and a lot of the training is very, you know, is very okay globally. So I deliver the, a, a session to, you know, US employees, delivered it to employees in Australia, employees in, in China, employees in Japan. I've done sessions globally for organizations. But when it comes to, I would say, like that support directory, all of that is UK focused. Um, so that's the only thing that I would say potentially wouldn't be as valuable, but all of the other stuff would be. Uh, first time in your sessions, found it really useful. Good luck with the eight marathons. I use a wellness action plan via Mind for employees that want to talk about mental health. Um, wellness action plan, Suzanne, really good recommendation from Mind. So definitely go and check that out. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for joining. Good stuff. Just trying to see if there's any other questions. We have a monthly newsletter that we send out, mental health resources. We call it Wellbeing Wednesday. Emily, I love that. You might benefit from the roadmap that we create. And again, you know, that's a big part of the work that we do. So if you want to find out more about that, Emily, and how we can support you with those comms for that newsletter, then feel free to to reach out. Um, No worries, Millie. Cool, cool, cool. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. So it seems like there is no more questions. So thank you so much for joining. As always, you're going to hear from us tomorrow with the replay. Um, And at the same time, we're going to send you that manager's toolkit too. So make sure you look out for that email because that's when we're going to include it as well. Um, if you do want to reach out, as we say, paulm at everymindatwork.com, just drop me an email. There's lots that we've gone through, but really when we come to it, there's the focus on the management session. I think that can really help your managers if you're worried about them. It's 45 minutes. They'll walk away with a lot more tools from that session, £400. It's a discounted fee if you reach out to us today. We're also going to give you the free managers toolkit. And of course, if you want to support on the marathons, um, then feel free to reach out as well. So guys, thank you so much for joining and we will see you in October. But like I say, in the meantime, looking forward to connecting with you on email too. Cheers, guys, and thank you for the team for joining.